welcome to the Retro Life for You podcast, the only podcast for your retro needs. Chris and Travis will be covering everything 70s through 90s with a strong emphasis on the 1980s. That's right, each week they'll be coming at you out of the blue with new shows on music, movies, TV, toys, and more. So step into our time-traveling phone booth and dial that number 867-5309 and be instantly sent back to a better time and place. We'll be walking tall and having some good times and happy days and if anyone tries to bring us down, we'll just tell them to beat it. And just when you thought the entertaining couldn't get any better and you wondered to yourself, how do they entertain us so well? Well, it's like my old friend Jack Burton used to say. It's all in the reflexes. What is up, my retro freaks? This is Chris from Retro Life for You Podcast. I just want to take a moment of my time here to go over with you a partnership we've done recently with 80stees.com. It's a place online you can go to to purchase t-shirts for your everyday wear that represents a lot of the stuff you loved from your childhood growing up that you still love today. They've got t-shirts that cover movies, cartoons, music, superheroes, 80s television, fantasy, wrestling, retail brands, video games, horror movies. They've even branched out a bit to cover some 90s movies as well. Because let's face it, 80s wasn't the only decade out there. The 90s had some good stuff too. Don't tell anybody I said that though. Right now though, if you're wanting to purchase a t-shirt from 80stees.com and you're just not sure if you want to go ahead and do it, we're offering 30% off of 80stees.com with our discount code RETROLIFE. Once again, RETROLIFE, R-E-T-R-O-L-I-F-E. When you get to the end of your purchase, put that code in. They will give you 30% off your total order and you'll be ready to go. Make sure you tell them that Chris and Travis from RETROLIFE for you sent you. All right, imagine this. Imagine that you are taking a cruise. And I'm not talking on the SS Minnow here, but you're taking a cruise to get out in the world and enjoy the water for a while. And something happens that the boat you were on got in some trouble and you got stranded on some deserted island. I mean, no one knows where you are. You don't know where you are, but you're going to have to find a way out or find something to entertain yourself in the meantime, at the very least. So, the question we're posing for you today, we're going to give you 10 genres of movies. If you were stuck on this island with one movie from each genre, which would you pick? Travis, sounds like a pretty fun episode today. I'm telling you, I'm so excited today, Chris. (laughs) You're so excited. I cannot contain myself. Yeah, well, you're gonna, yeah, this is going to be so much fun. You're going to have to contain yourself, sir, because you have to pick uh, 10 movies, all right? 10, ten one from each genre. And, 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 and if anybody an if, if, it, if anybody out there gets harassed by the fact it's 10, blame Travis. I started with five. He did start with five, but I'm like, man, we can't, we can't but, do five. But, I mean, I chose the five that I picked, and I didn't include certain ones, and it wasn't fair. So hey, And then you threw the genre on it, so it was like, oh, man, man. you're oppressing my entertainment i know (laughs) so either way it goes i felt bad and gave in and we gave we gave travis this way so what we're gonna do is like i said one pick of a movie from each genre travis and i have no real idea what we've picked this is just like when we did the uh music from the movies a few episodes ago so if we can knock one of our picks out then um more power to us we have backups ready and waiting to go so i think what we'll do travis is we're just going to dive right into it here well you know what hold on before we dive into it okay i know i'm going to get asked this question so i'm just going to go ahead and get this out there okay 
Okay. We're on a deserted island. How are we watching movies? Yeah. I, I mean, all right. Let's have some imagination, people. All mm-hmm. right. For one, have some imagination. But two, two, your boat is crashed there on the island. It's a modern day cruise, okay? Modern day there cruiser. There's yeah. parts you can scavenge from this boat that you can set things up with. You know, it's got cabins where you can go in and, and relax when you're not on top of the deck while you know watching as you're going in through the water you can sit down there and you can watch maybe something on a dvd uh you can take the dvd from there and maybe just maybe the boat had some backup power supplies that were solar powered there you go hey you take the solar panels out you take them out where you're going you this was a zombie apocalypse escape vessel maybe but not likely but maybe because (laughs) because you, you know why because he has imagination Yes. So that being said, this is how you've got it there. Okay, you're just you've been so lucky and blessed that this ship has all the things you need, mm-hmm. except for the movies, and these are up to you to choose and pick. There so I think what we're gonna do is we are gonna go down the line here, starting with comedy, and I'm gonna ask Travis. First. I like it. I'm gonna let Travis go first on all of these, and I'm gonna go second, and then when we're done, we're gonna break down what our backups were. Uh, uh, and uh, go from there. It's a backup slash honorable mention. However you want to look at it, uh, and then go from there. So, so uh, Travis, uh, we're gonna go with comedy first. It's on if me, you had to pick a comedy from the '80s that mm-hmm. you want that you just have to have to entertain yep. you in this island, man. What are you going with? Yeah. Well, this is I, I was discussing this the other day with, with our often time co-host Ray Franklin, and he got to laughing about it. But I'm mm-hmm. picking for my comedy the Muppets Take Manhattan. The Muppets Take Manhattan. I oh. gotta have the Muppets Take Manhattan. Is it, what is it about the Muppets <clears throat> that makes you want to take the Muppets Take Manhattan with this? They are it's it's such a variety. It and I'm such a goofball. I love doing the voices and all and imitating. And there's so many different there's so many different voices, even though they're only voiced by about six or eight people. But um there's just That's, so much with it. And it's there's adult humor in it, there's playful humor, innocent humor. You know what I mean? There's there's something there for everybody. Yes. And it's just such a happy, happy anything with the Muppets is just happy. Well, Jim Henson was a genius. Absolutely, 100%. You, know, you want to come down to that? I mean, uh, everybody loved the Muppet Show. Yeah. When we were younger, we loved the Muppet Show. And I, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, not dogging the movie choice. I loved the Muppets when I was younger. I watched all, a lot of the movies and everything. I know quite a few adults who I'm not going to call by name, but if they are listening to the show today, they know who they are. Mm. Uh, one in particular does a show himself and loves the Muppets. Heck yeah. Loves the Muppets. Uh, How can you not love I mean, the Muppets? It's not a bad pick. I'm, I'm going to give you that. Waka, waka, uh, waka. <laughs> um, I went so far opposite of Muppets. Oh. Comedy. It's a comedy from, a, I, I want to say it's 1982. It could be 81. Okay. Could be 82, but uh, <clears throat> I chose Porky's. Porky's, yeah. See, I knew we were, we were it was either going to be, if I was going to steal one, I needed to either choose Porky's or Fast Times. Uh, Porky's is one of the movies that I have found from the 80s that makes me laugh every time I watch it. And I will just laugh at the same stuff, the same ridiculous stuff every right. time I watch it. Yeah. The, the one that makes me laugh the most is the scene in the principal's office. Mm-hmm. Well, where they have Miss, ba- what's her name, Ballbreaker? Yeah, I think it's Ballbreaker. Ballbreaker, ba- ba- yeah, Miss Ballbreaker in there, and she's wanting to have the lineup set up. And the two coaches from the PE class in the background <clears throat> are laughing so uncontrollably. I'm like, how can they do that and just not be? Is it legit laughter they've got right. going on? 
Because if that's their acting laugh, I mean, they should get a Grammy or Grammy, an, an Academy Award <laughs> Academy. just for that. An Academy <clears throat> Award just for their laughing alone. The way they kept that up, it was so funny. Uh, yeah. But I, I love Porky's. That was um, the 80s. That, that was our version of American Pie for the, the younger kids today. Yeah, I 100%. Like got all that. I so. remember going into, you know, back when we still had these places, but we had blockbusters and pick a flicks mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I remember going in there and Porky's was the one that like you had to sneak it past mom or something. Right. <laughs> Porky's Porky's Not that it was so bad, but it's just, you know. Porky's two the next day, which was still equally as funny, but uh mm-hmm. we're not we're not taking just to can't take, to, two. Can't, take can't take both, it's just one. It's a, that's one of the rules. You know, if it's a franchise. Right. You pick one. You can't pick the entire franchise, just one movie. One movie from the franchise. Which is all good. And we'll we'll not take Porky's Revenge because part three just was not that great. Mm -mm. So the original Porky's movie is my pick for comedy. and uh, Muppets and Porky's. That's pretty good. You can't get no more opposite than that, man. No, no. That's far far off the hip. If they had Muppets playing the roles of people from Porky's, oh who, my, who would the lead be? I think be they from, did that. <laughs> did uh, would Fozzie the Bear happy play time, the happy time murders? The happy time, murders. <laughs> <laughs> they'll say, Would Fozzie Bear play meat? I mean, I know, would uh, oh, would Pee Wee be Kermit? Mm, or would meat be the big member, the big shaggy giant dude? Uh, I, he didn't have like a name, he was just a monster. No, 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 no. He like the, he did have a big nose, and he was mm-hmm. shaggy like Mr. like Snuffleupagus, but he had the two teeth that stuck up. He was like okay. a big yeti. Okay. Yeah. I somewhat remember it. That'd be good for me. All right. Let's go to the next one. We're gonna go with our our next genre we pick is a combination genre, and that is the mystical slash fantasy genre. What did you the go with The mystical slash fantasy. Okay. Yes. So, mystical. F- this is why I've been so excited to do this show. Yeah, oh, because when I die, I have to go before Krom, and he will ask me, what is the riddle of steel? And if I do <laughs> not know it, he will cast me out of Valhalla and laugh at me. Oh, yeah, no. this is what this is like one of my favorite movies of all time. I grew up on this movie. This is my unopened Blu-ray. So and this have, is where you were going earlier when you couldn't decide. You were talking to yourself earlier. You could, yes, he's like, yes, right. I'll make this fantasy. This will be my fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out where to put it so I could fit other movies in. Right. Because I wanted movies that could be in the same genre. But yeah. Well, see, that's that's a great thing about it. Some movies <coughs> can be multiple genres. So that's good. Yeah. And I got to have this one with me because because it's my favorite. And it always, this movie, like, literally, um, one of the one of the things that I think about the most from this movie is what his father told me or told him. Yeah. What his dad told me. Spiritual <laughs> fantasy, man. <laughs> so Conan's dad talks to me. <laughs> so when he told him though, in the very beginning of the movie, he told him that there was nothing on this earth. You could trust not man, not woman, not beast. And he thumped the sword that he made. Ding. He said, this you can trust. And throughout my life, man, that rings true. Steel, metal, it does what it does every single time. You can trust it to do what it's going to do without fail. So true. So, and, and there's just so much other stuff in it, man. The Ray and I got to talking the other day about the big guy that played Thorgrim was in another movie with, as he got older. And Man, James Earl Jones as Thulsa Doom. It's just, yeah, it's a, that's a classic for me. And would I could like, watch it a now, million times without it getting old. Would you like better, Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Destroyer? That was the that, that's that was the two I had to choose from. And I got the Destroyer hanging over there on the wall too. Mm-hmm. So I've got the set. When I was younger, I liked 
Conan the Destroyer better. But as I got older, I like Conan the Barbarian better because I feel like the story is the story is a lot deeper. It's a lot lot more going on in there than Conan. Yeah. Conan the Destroyer, he was basically a hired bodyguard for the princess. So, but with Conan the Barbarian, it's like a, it's a full rounded, fleshed out tale of of high adventure. You know. You know what I did? What you? Do? I can I completely skipped a genre, which we'll jump back to it in just a second. I did. I thought you did. I flipped my tabs to make it's a okay. match, though. It's okay. We'll get back to it. That is my bad. I just noticed. I was about to tell you what mine was. I'm like, wait, that is not my mystical pick. <laughs> what is your mystical pick, even though we have them out of order? Nobody would have knew that if you hadn't said anything. No, they wouldn't have known anything, but it just hit me, and I have to tell them myself all yeah, the time. We, I'm, I'm bad for that. Never right. could get away with anything as a kid, you know, guilty conscience and told on myself all the time. Right. We're, we're honest but, to a fault. I know. What can I say? But, uh, my mystical slash fantasy pick uh, actually can fall in several categories as well, mm-hmm. but I took Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I knew that was going to be on your list somewhere. Yep. I didn't know if it's going to fall in the comedy or, or mm. it could. It could be. It mystical, could. It, it could be, be comedy. Action. Exactly. You know, uh, it could be martial arts. It's it got. Could. It's got some fighting in there. It's, it's got, got some fighting. Inspiration for a lot of people's favorite uh, Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. It does, but I I took this for mystical fantasy because of the story of Lopan and the Three Storms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that uh, Egg Shen in the movie uh, is more or less a wizard of his own self. Right. You know, can do things with magic and everything. So mm-hmm. I thought that would fit fine for my mystical fantasy. And everybody loves Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, this, this is a movie. This is a movie we can take an entire episode and just go deep into and talk about. Oh, 100%. Uh, it is it was such a fun movie. And like you said, after watching the movie and then seeing Mortal Kombat come out to arcade, oh, and yeah. seeing you know, Raiden looking just like the, the lightning storm guy that mm-hmm. they had for the three storms, uh, pretty much spot on with him. Yeah, it was like it, t- it was like they took oh, him and said, right. okay, that's what we want. Raiden I mean, with, with, like. the, with, the ex- with the exception of the three storms had black robes and Raiden mm-hmm. had the white robe. Right. I mean, they'd be a little different, I guess. They couldn't copy everything, right? Yeah. But um, it was a fun movie to watch. It's got Bro, a good we... story to it. It's a, It's got the mystical element of the the magic and the lore and everything you have of Lopan on how far back he goes in years. Mm-hmm. Supposedly a very old guy, um, which is with a very funny name for mystical guys, David Lopan. David Lopan. You know, it's not something else that would you would think that would fit with Lopan. Like Action right. Lopan. Yeah. No, no I like no, that. David Lopan. It was definitely, definitely a favorite movie of mine during the 80s, and I go back to it a lot. I haven't watched it recently, but I am. That's that's one of my next purchases on my voodoo list. It's been a little while since I've seen it. I think we were, I think uh, Tasha and I were out on vacation somewhere, and I happened to catch about half of it in a hotel room in the middle of the night. And you know, it's got one of my favorite phrases on it, too. If uh, something happens that's not meant for me to, that, that you and me, that you didn't mean to do, but you do it. Right. You look at the person, what do you say? It's all, it's all in the reflexes. Oh, it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> it's That's all in right. the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes. Big Trouble in Little China, Mystical Fantasy. Okay, I'm going to jump back up to the one I skipped. Okay. Uh, this is for the adventure movie, adventure genre. Adventure. My adventure genre is going to be one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. Is the Goonies from 1985. I hate you. That I still hate you with a passion. Hang it. <laughs> You got me. Finally stole one. It's because I'm me. wearing my vintage Bugle Boy sweatshirt. <laughs> That's what it is. It's yeah. It's got to be the Goonies. I got it right down to stolen. <laughs> Travis. Yeah, we finally. Man. One of All us right. finally stole one. That's Tell great. Us about, 
Tell us about some Goonies. Oh man, the Goonies is the best. That's you know you got the Fratellis, you got Sloth, which well, she's a Fratelli, but just. When you watch that as a kid, man, you want to be one of the Goonies. You know what I yes. mean? That's like the best adventure ever. Data, you know, with the he, oh, I found candles. Oh, that's not a candle. That's dynamite. And his little, his little uh, chompers that come out. There's a grappling hook, but it's well, teeth. Now, what were those called? What were those called? Pinchers of power. Yeah, something. Yeah, something, my pinchers of power. <laughs> something like that. I, I it was so pinchers. good. No, hold, hold. Pinchers of power or pinchers of peril. Mm, I don't remember. We'd have, we'd have to cross-reference yeah, that one. Really that's true. a good one. And then Chunk, and it's like, I think when I was a kid coming up, you know, it's one of the first times that I saw other kids cuss, you know, in a movie or, or anything like that. It, yeah, it was just, and it was so good. Everything funny, about it. It's a funny and then, movie. Yeah. And, and you, then, can, it's, you can watch it over and over and over and over again, too. And, and you it never get gets old. Because you want an adventure like that. You always, yeah. when you were a kid, you wanted something along. They had a, an adventure of finding treasure. Right. Uh, from a, a local story mm-hmm. of, of the, of the one eyed Willie. Yeah, one eyed Willie and his pirates. So, mm-hmm. and the pirate treasure that they had. So, and I mean, they were cool. saving, they were saving the town. They were saving yeah. the whole, you know. Right. And it, it, the other thing about it, too, is it's so they are in legitimate life and death peril, perilous situations. Mm-hmm. But you never think about that. It's a good, no. Yeah. You know, it's so awesome. Yeah, that's great. great all except for you, all except you stealing it from me. It was yeah. Great. <laughs> so what is your adventure movie? Well, I had to go to my backup now. Oh, that backup. was actually the same genre, too. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because yes. we already covered adventure. We already covered comedy. So it'd have to be comedy or adventure. Yeah. That was my adventure right there. Right. So, my next one is, um, I don't know, you may say it's borderline adventure, but it is an adventure just the same because of how it began and where it ended up at. I just watched it last night, so when you think of it, which is War Games. Ah. Uh, War Games. Matthew Broderick and uh, Ali Sheedy. It's mm-hmm. got Dabney Coleman in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good movie. Uh, it starts out with Matthew Broderick. Of course, he is a computer hacker type kid in school. Mm-hmm. Um, always hack getting into the school's computers and changing his grades and everything, and you know, just flying through school the way that you know, just like that, instead of actually learning anything. Right. But he likes to play with his computer and see what he can get into, uh, different places he can hack into. So he wants to hack into this one company and play some of their games that they got coming out. And he thinks he gets into the company's system, but it ends up being the military's computer that he yes. got into. Um, he sees a list of games because it's got like tic-tac-toe and checkers and chess mm-hmm. and, well, no, I don't think tic-tac-toe is a part of it. That's where they found it later in the movie. Anyway, chess, probably checkers mind, and all these other things. It was probably strategy. Minesweeper. I, that would be, that would be <laughs> funny. That would be funny if it was on there, but I don't think it was. Has anybody I mean, ever won that game? I don't know. What, how do you win? What, is, I, what do you win? Do you win by not blowing up and getting yeah, all the squares up? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What if you win, it's by freak accident. There's Mine's no rhyme weird. or reason to it. No. That I can ever figure out. But uh, anyway, he uh, the, these are like uh, strategy games. So he hits a printout of what the games are and what he's got into and takes it to a a uh, friend that he knows, and they tell him it looks like it's straight military stuff, and he probably shouldn't have it. Uh, but he wants to get back in and play the games because he still insists and thinks they're games, even if the military's got it on their on their mainframe. Mm-hmm. So he tells him to look for a back door to get in with, and he does. And he finds it by the creator of the program, uh, and uh, they call the program Joshua, I believe that's the name that the the programmer had given him. So he decides to play a game, and Joshua says, "Would he like to play a nice game of chess?" And he says, "No, he wants to play global thermonuclear war." Mm-hmm. As it turns out, this is messing with the defense computers and everything. So the adventure starts out where you know he's 
He's just doing these little silly things with the girl, Ali Sheedy. He sets him up with uh, reservations to Paris and just to right. be funny to show her what he can do with his computer. Not really buy tickets, but they got reservations anyway. Right. And then um, when the army tracks or whatever branch of the military it was tracks down where he's at, they pick him up in town and take him. They're thinking he is one of these guys, one of these kids who are young and ambitious, uh, doesn't do good in school, alienated by their parents. These are the prime people they're looking to pluck out of society and have them be um, agents or moles or something for them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so the adventure goes from there. When he gets there, he finds out this is all real, and the computer is trying to keep playing the game they started because the computer called his computer to continue to play the game like like they're not supposed to do that but it does so he escapes from where he's at with a couple of slick moves goes out and finds the guy who created it named professor falcon peter falcon as it turns out toward the end uh, they get back to the base where everything's going on it, it is trying to play the game they can't tell for sure whether it's simulation or or real and they're about to launch their own missiles on russia and everybody else right so the creator gets him to break down and say no just just it's it's a simulation i guarantee you don't do anything and uh they do well then the game the the computer decides um you were supposed to launch why didn't you launch he wants to know how it's going to turn out so the computer starts getting the launch codes mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's going to launch them itself so they do that they, they it works out the adventure in where they make it uh do something with like playing tic-tac-toe where it learns what itself as it's going that there is no winner you ultimately. made a thorough defense of your uh, adventure movie. a great adventure movie, <laughs> that <man>. was look <laughs> hey there's no sloth okay there's no sloth there's no <laughs> treasure sloth. there's no right. pictures of peril there's no nothing there's no uh doing the Whatever it is, the, the little dance chunk has to do to get in. Right. The truffle yeah. shuffle. The truffle. There's no truffle shuffle involved. Yeah. There's no fratellis. Wonderful but, movie, nonetheless. Great, great movie, movie. Jesse. Great, great movie. Great yeah, movie, just great the same. Movie. It really it's was. Truly great movie. Very fun to watch. So, it was we're a gonna... precursor to a lot of the things that they do now. The one with Harrison Ford in it uh, nowadays. I can't. Uh, something's game. I can't remember the name of it. But... Was that something's yeah. game? Like, something's games is patriot uh, it, games maybe oh yeah that okay that patriot games but the one i'm thinking of it's a newer movie and they take kids that play video games and get them to actually fight wars and they don't know that they're doing it but they're eradicating alien species and stuff oh. it's a really cool movie i'll tell you i will we'll look it up after the show i'll get do that because i don't that sounds interesting I don't know it's a really cool movie all right well, but, okay, uh, yeah. we're moving on down now to it looks like the Martial arts category, martial arts genre. Yes, and I'm actually going to do a last-minute swap between my backup and my first pick. <clears throat> Are you trying to knock me out with two in a row? No, I'm trying to save you. Uh-huh. Actually, I, I just really think that this one is the one that I like more. Yeah, you don't have mine. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bloodsport. We just did the King of the Splits versus the King of the Splits. And I'm, I'm just kidding. You don't have it. <laughs> I was looking at me. <laughs> you might have got me there. That was a good one. The 1990, uh, 1988 Bloodsport. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Francois, uh, <laughs> Camille, Camille Van Shimago, Austin <laughs> yeah. Incorporated. Right. So, uh, yeah, Bloodsport was coming up in the 80s. You know, we had so many things going on in the 80s, and you had so many great martial arts, too. Yeah, and you had classics like, you know, Shaolin versus Wu-Tang and stuff. But for me, an American kid, Bloodsport, Van Damme. Dude, Kumite. Kumite, Kumite, and Chong Lee, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, he looks so scary. Thinking back on it, and uh, oh, 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 and it had a gentleman that we were just speaking of earlier. You nerd! <laughs> <laughs> Donald Gibb. Donald Gibb. Yes. So it has Donald Gibb. Plays Ray it. Jackson in the movie. Yeah, 
And uh, but when he there's some point that they he got uh was it it was like some kind of powder or glass dust or something that they got in his eyes. So I, I want to say him. I want to say it was a salt <clears throat> cube. He gave him a salt cube and he just you know broke it up in his hand and slung salt in his. That's eyes. what it was. So he's like blind and he's looking like he's crying and <laughs> gets up starts fighting. As a kid, that was that was a really really awesome one. My my backup may be the one. I'll be surprised if you don't pick. What well, we'll see when we'll, we'll see when backups come so, around. Yeah, but uh, you'll know to yourself though when I tell you what this is because you you went with your others. So my martial arts movie was tough for me to pick because there was so many of them. I was big in those martial arts movies. I loved them, and so many different things can be considered a martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. You know, not just every movie it throws a kick in. And a you picked Three Ninjas, didn't you? That was nineteen ninety anyway. You can't do nineteen ninety. Come on, why not? <laughs> I mean, Rocky and Colt. Yeah. Tom Tom. Tom Tom. No, Tom was a man. I took American Ninja. Nice. American Ninja. Uh, I figured it would be between that one or Best of the Best. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) Those were the first two I immediately went to. Yeah. Michael Dudikoff and Steve <laughs> James me. and uh, the uh, the two main ones. Well, I said two main ones. They're not exactly. Judy Aronson's in it as well. The very lovely Judy Aronson. Uh, she was in so many. She was in a Friday the 13th Part 4 and Weird Science ah, as well. Yeah. But uh, Michael Dudikoff and Steve James, uh, this was their first pairing together, I believe, in a movie mm-hmm. that they did where Michael Dudikoff is in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to join the Army uh, based on um some things that happened to him apparently he got a choice go to jail or enlist and he enlisted but he's got a memory block from so many years earlier in his life uh he can fight and he knows how to fight but he don't know how he knows how to fight or where he learned any of it from and uh during this movie you find out the movie has got a plot of where this 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 rich investor guy is trying to work out deal for arms and one of the military men is involved with him and helping him get what he needs but no one knows this you know, during the first part of the movie, obviously, and ninjas are involved. The guy has a ninja army, so which is very unusual for that at the time. You know, Michael Dudikoff, as it turns out, is a ninja. His name is Joe Armstrong. And figure. I can't, I think Steve James's character's name was Jackson, but I, I think Curtis Jackson, I think, is his name in the movie. Curtis Jackson. They call him Fitty for short. They don't call him Fitty, but his name is Curtis Jackson, <laughs> I believe. Uh, at the time, they could have called him a buck fifty because he was muscular, you know. Probably, right. I, don't, I don't know. He's he wasn't just you know fifty. Yeah. But uh, it was a great movie. Uh, it's got the ninja fighting in it. If you love that kind of stuff, some good martial arts stuff. M- Michael Dudikoff wasn't exactly a flashy martial arts fighter, right? Uh, that you would see like with Van Damme doing the roundhouses, uh, or Chuck Norris with his famous roundhouse. He's famous for that as well, you know. Uh, none of the Steven Seagal's Aikido stuff, but I believe he's more like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and in the movie, of course, he's supposed to be uh, Ninjutsu as well. Right. Travis, the reason why I picked this, you know, as a kid, and you'll probably attest to this as well, growing up, how many different weapons did you make of your own? Oh my gosh! Did you not make your it, own nunchucks and uh, your own? Uh, yeah, nunchucks I, size. Yeah, uh, just I mean, until you, know, you it, bought real ones, staffs, yeah. a bow staff. You know, yeah. Star Trek was out there with bent uh, muscadine vines. It was bent that looked like batlifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah, I we, we basically made our own ninja weapons. So we even made mm-hmm. practice. We even made practice swords. I mean, it looked like mm-hmm. ninja swords, and you do it, and you make it look like a ninja sword by wrapping it tight with tape and everything as well. Right. And, and you know, the ninja sword has the square plate in between the, the handle and the blade right. itself, square yep. plate around it. Mm-hmm. So we even made the square plates. 
and took jigsaws and drills and cut out the little center parts. And oh, yeah, showed... I was getting down with oh, it. Oh, dude, dude, we had we had bought a a, a sheet of plywood, okay, mm-hmm. and we drew out with a ruler and everything a long ruler yardstick, so it, it would be straight. Mm-hmm. What would be the blade? The little uh, direction at the top where it, it angles at the top and comes right. back down. Yeah, made sure it was long enough to be the handle at the bottom too. And we would take a square we cut out and then draw the inside of it where it matched up with the width of the board that we cut for the blade. Yeah, and drilled into one side and took the little jigsaw and cut and cut the inside part of it out where we could force that thing down on the on the wood. Heck and then yeah. we took we took uh, the electrical tape, which is you know black electrical tape. Yeah, that was taped all around the handle and mm-hmm. the little. The little four piece, uh, the right. little, little, little four corner piece, yeah, and yeah. duct tape, silver duct tape for the blade. Heck yeah! So it even that's... looked like it was a practice. <laughs> <episode, didn't laughs> that's awesome, dude. We did. Stuff I think like the closest that. we came to doing something like that was taking. <clears throat> we took the fiberglass, like the 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 reflectors that go beside your driveway and all. You know what I mean? Like right. Parking assistance. Right. We'd take those and stuff them in PVC and tape it up. But we didn't do nothing special with the PVC. Now we have. When I got to be a teenager, I had taken PVC and heated it up and bent it. So then we had like the big, uh, the big hand guard that came out. But well, we were making like claymores by the end. We were making right. big and came out like this. <laughs> we're like, there can be only one. <laughs> and then eventually, then eventually, you get to be a teenager, and your your parents are a little more lenient. They're like, okay, yeah. maybe you can buy some of those throwing stars to put on your wall, but don't let me see you throwing it. No, yeah, uh, no, do not. You want to buy some? You want to buy some real nunchucks? Okay, you can buy some real nunchucks. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, I had real nunchucks. I had the the, the size. I had throwing stars. I had practice comma blades. I made right. You know, they weren't, they weren't yeah. real. But they were practicing for looks. Heck and yeah. I was I was really into that stuff. You know, as as a young as a teenager. Oh yeah. So that was a no. I, I, that was a no brainer for me. I think I can actually swing a set of chucks. You'd be surprised. I have to show you. I don't know if I still can. I don't know if I still can or not. But at one point in time, oh yeah, I could swing them. I used to be able to do a lot of that stuff. Uh, Age, age, and time have caught up with me. They're not our friends. They are not our friends at all. Don't (laughs) let me fool you. If if Mr. Age and Mr. Time come to you and say, "Let's be friends," yeah, (laughs) they're they're not your friends. Let me tell you, they are lying. All right, (laughs) so we got the. We've got the next genre coming up, and um, this is going to be a little interesting here. we get the dance slash musical genre. Oh, dance slash musical. That's easy. I'm going to dodge yours to the left and go with breaking two. Electric Boogaloo? Electric Boogaloo. A little TKO? Yeah. It had the better okay. dancing in it. Okay. I think. You just like it because Turbo danced up the wall onto the ceiling. Yes, that That's was pretty I, dope. Yeah, that was yeah, sick. Do you actually prefer that over him dancing with the broom on the sidewalk outside? I mean. mm, dancing with the broom, that was pretty sick. That was the one where you were instantly like, dude. I, but look, if you if you went the first breaking, you'd have the king of the splits on there as well. That's true. In Remember, the did you, have, yeah, did you did you ever go look that up? Did you ever go look it up? I did, see? I did. It's a flash too. He's yeah, he's in back. Up. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he's doing. It's hilarious. Oh, I, I, I did. I, I liked both breaking and breaking two, but I like the end of the first breaking better, and I like the soundtrack on breaking better than breaking two. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good movie, just the same either way. Uh, you said you're going to take a hard left to mine. What did I pick? I sidestepped it. I figured you was going to pick electric. There wasn't a whole lot going on for dance movies back then, unless you go with flash dance or maybe some dirty dance. dancing. You Didn't go take with no dirty dancing. Some no. crazy Swayze eyes. I can't believe you have not called out the one that I took because there is seven really? degrees of sep- there is seven degrees of separation on this one. 
Footloose. Footloose. Oh, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's right. Footloose. Why could, how could you not want to have Footloose yeah. in your collection? I mean, a town where dancing is banned, and if you are a yeah. person who likes to dance, you're taking everything away that you want. Did you see the life. terrible remake that they tried to do of that? I did. It was, I, it, if I had to give it a rating of, of zero to a hundred, like a percentage of how good it might be, I actually gave it a 73, I think. It just barely passed because yeah. they they kept the general idea of no dancing. Right. But, and I understand updating certain things as well. Yeah, I but do. I still felt like it was atrocious. Um, it was not. I mean, it's some movies I feel like shouldn't be remade. And Footloose is a movie that I felt is one of the movies that yeah. shouldn't. Matter of fact, that's another show to all together one day or 80s movies that should not be remade. It was better than those movies with Julia Stiles in them, though, where she was learning how to dance. Oh, uh, no. Save Maybe, Me? Something, not Save Me. What's, uh, she had a, a, a show called Save the Last Dance or something. That's it. Um, I can't remember if it was Mackay Pfeiffer with her or somebody else. Somebody like that. Anyway, uh, that was, uh, it was not a very good movie. No. Um, I thought you were going to talk about Step Up for a second, but those are in the 90s. Yeah, it might have been Step Up. Yeah, those that are the is, '90s, and that wasn't was dude dancing. Yeah, that right. wasn't Julia Styles. That had um, the guy. Oh, what's his name from the? Did he did Twenty One Jump Street? Uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Yes. We can't talk about one of his movies. It upsets one of our friends. Well, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah. Honestly, that, I think with good reason, knowing that it's all true, I think I think he's got a good reason to be uh, upset too. But still, we're not gonna go there. But, yeah, we can't go there. We can't uh, but uh, there. Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan, I think they're actually a real life couple too, mm. or they were at the time. They were, they were yeah, were a real life couple. But I took Footloose. Uh, I like the story too. It's a fun story. Uh, they got a great cast of people in there. Which you got Kevin Bacon. You got. Uh, Christopher Penn, you've got uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Lori Singer, you got John Lithgow. I mean, come on. Uh, it's, it's just full of people in there that made it great. And uh, the soundtrack. The tractor scene. I, I will go ahead and say this right now. Footloose is probably the best movie soundtrack in the 80s that they put out. I said it. I think it's oof, I think it's going to be a toss-up between it and Top Gun. Top Gun had a good one. Look, Top Gun had a good Plus, soundtrack. Top Gun had the Righteous Brothers. It had Kenny yes. was writing stuff for it. So right. I got to Ooh, they're right there together. Ooh, yeah, Ber- ooh. You, you've got Berlin, Take My Breath Away. You've got the Righteous mm-hmm. Brothers with, uh, what was it? Um, you Lost That Love and Feelings or Melody. something? Unchained Melody, was it? Maybe Unchained Melody. Uh, you got uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. You've yeah. got Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you look at Footloose, you got Footloose. You got Let's Hear It for the Boy. You've got yeah, I, you got um, Let's Hear It for the Boy. We all danced when we was kids to that song on that I think song. Was, I think it was Denise Williams, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You had uh, um, uh, Dancing in the Sheets by Shalimar. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, you got I Need a Hero or Holding Out for a Hero. I need a hero. Um, You've got uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's heaven, what I'm saying, man. I'm heaven you. helps the man. Those two like are right there together, man. For I think me, I, every every single song never the song never. Uh, then you had uh, almost paradise, which was a huge yeah. hit. Practically every song on that soundtrack was a good song. Absolutely. 
Uh, then I go to Breaking, and Breaking had a great soundtrack on it. Yes. So it's it's hard to uh, you know to say that wasn't great in any means. So it was Breaking. Oh wait, we we're doing backups at the end. Right, we're doing breaking backups at the end. I'm just saying, as far as soundtracks go, I mean, those are some of the great soundtracks. Absolutely. But Footloose is my favorite one, dance slash musical and all. Uh, next up is going to be in the action genre. Travis, what do you got for the action the genre? Action genre. I had to. This is where I had to do some twisting and turning. So this one is an iffy one too because. People will want to put it somewhere different, but you cannot deny the action. It's Return of the Jedi, which yep. everybody these days who don't know, they know it as episode six. Yeah. Episode six. Six. Four, five, and six is where they started out. Said they wanted the, the beef of it all, they said. Yeah. Like, what the heck? So, Return of the Jedi is after he went to see um, Yoda on Dagobah, right? Right. And then he comes back. He's already. This is the movie, spoiler alert, <laughs> <clears throat> this is the movie where he learns who his father is, right? Uh, no, at that was Empire Strikes it. Back. What's the Empire Strikes Back? That's Return. the very end. See, in Empire Strikes Back, he first <laughs> goes to visit with Yoda to be trained as a Jedi, and we're talking Luke Skywalker, for those who don't understand right. sci-fi. Uh, in Return of the Jedi, he goes and he's a part of what's going on. And he goes back and revisits with Yoda to complete his training and be deemed as a Jedi that he has learned. all Right, because he left early in Return of the Jedi. Right. Yes, he, he, he had to go back for that. Then he came back. But the disturbance in the disturb, disturbance in the force. But honestly, God, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Honestly, God, you could roll a dice and just pick one from yeah. out of all three. Uh, for the Star Wars, for me, well, so, probably, but only two of them I think could be taken. Star Wars itself was seventy-seven or seventy-eight, I believe. Oh uh, yeah, it came out the year before I was born. What day? Yeah, so it, Empire Strikes Back. Years. So yeah, so Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, or Battle for Endor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Battle for Endor, the Ewok movie. Uh, yeah, you can roll a dice on any of those. Well, not it will leave Battle for Indoor out, but please yeah. do. Yes, absolutely. All right, so you got the uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. All right, action movie for me. I went with Lone Wolf McQuaid. I got to throw a Chuck Norris in there. Man. Really? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Man, I was not expecting that. Lone Wolf McQuaid is a movie that I watched so many times as a kid and a teenager, both because Chuck Norris it was just great at fighting it was like mm-hmm. and uh david carradine played a good enemy in there yeah uh you got the guy who was supposed to be his new partner but he's reluctant to take him on the the guy just keeps sticking with it and everything plus he's got his his old friend and partner he's ran with a guy named they called dakota uh forget the actual guy's name that plays the part of it i d- i've seen lone wolf mcquade maybe one time in my whole life are you kidding me yeah dude it's the thing that set off the <laughs> idea for walker texas dad, ranger but- Right, yeah. You know, that's a whole inspiration for that. It's one of Chuck Norris's best movies and best characters in J.J. McQuaid. Texas Ranger, J.J. McQuaid. Ah, uh, heck yeah. Uh, I was a, I was a, a death dude, wish. Dude, there, there was death some wish, uh, Delta Force kind of guy. Delta Force, yeah. There was a part in this movie where uh, it just cracked me up as a kid. And I know it's something I shouldn't have been saying. My mom was like, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be repeating it, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's where he's got uh, the the horse wrestlers they they found. They're trying to, to take horses over into Mexico. 
mm-hmm. and the state police there are trying to stop him, and they can't, and they get uh, overrun by him. So uh, he sits up at the top, and he yells at him from above the top of this canyon, you know, J.J. McQuaid, Texas Ranger, throw down your guns. And uh, you know, the guy's like, I, f- I forget what the guy's name is, the bad guy. He's pretty notorious in the area. And uh, he looks at this guy off to the right. He comes up with an Uzi, and he shoots up there. <laughs> you know, and he misses him with every shot. But it all they all hit right below his feet in the canyon underneath him since dust flying everywhere. He pulls out his rifle with a scope, looks down that scope, one shot, hits the guy. He turns a backflip backwards and hits him. It's so powerful. So, anyway... <laughs> Uh, so the guy gets mad and kills one of the state police, but he's about to chop another one's head off, which eventually ends up being his partner. So he goes down there, and uh, while he's coming down, he's 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 yelling at him in in Spanish, mm-hmm. and he's saying words that I don't know. But <laughs> later in life, I learned it was a little Spanish slang. Oh yeah, and since we like are supposed to be like- since we're supposed to be the family show, I can't really just uh, you know put it out there. But let's not say- even in Spanish. You know what? We may have Spanish listeners who say, "Ah, oh, that's true, uh, that's true." Or maybe they get a kick out of us trying to say it, and they laugh and not get mad. Yeah, like, that wasn't even right. They didn't even say yeah. a cuss word. Matter of fact, if you want to go ahead and throw it out there, if you know what Wait, the word is, I think was it pinche cabron. No, well, oh. he may have, he may have said that actually. Come to ah. think of it, but this had uh, something to do with uh, I believe it was pendejo. Ah, yeah, yeah. So uh, pendejo. Yeah, you know, the words we learned just enough to get us in trouble as a teenager. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh showdown at the end of it on a compound between uh Chuck Norris and David Carradine was awesome. It was great. And uh, yeah. that's that's my pick for action right there. So Travis I like it. go back to you, Travis. Let's hit up that sci-fi movie. Sci-fi, we're going back to 1985 again. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go with weird science. All Kelly right. LeBrock. We can do that as a sci-fi movie. That's a sci-fi movie, man, because it's yeah. two nerdy dudes. Yeah, who get like humiliated because they're like digging on the cheerleaders, and then uh, next side is they do her like Frankenstein. They get him a Barbie doll and they hook her <laughs> up to the old, the old telephone. Yeah, we and the computer. Of, we make, the computer. Yeah, that's what I was to say. We we make fun of the AOL dial-up. Bling bling. <laughs> no, this was before that. This is when you actually took the phone off the hook, the dial tone, and studded on the modem thing and. Mm-hmm. So they did that, and they hooked her up, and, and it worked, and Kelly LeBrock came to life, and hilarity ensued. And I told you, I just watched that last night, too. Oh, uh, well, uh, dude, just, that just, yeah, just yesterday, I watched Weird Science and War Games in the same day. Weird it was Science great. is timeless. And yes. I feel like Bill Paxton is one of the most underrated <clears throat> actors we've ever had, man. Dude, if you were going to take the show and make a show on 80s bullies, Bill Paxton's probably right up there at the top. Dude, I'm trying to tell you that one that one uh, movie I asked you if you'd seen because it's not on I'm sure it's not on your list now, especially now that I know you haven't seen it, but I knew I wasn't gonna pick it. But uh After Dark, mm-hmm. yeah, where he did a vampire movie. And yeah, Bill Bill's he was in a lot of stuff that we don't even realize until you look back and say, Wow. Yeah. But yeah, this one and um Anthony Michael Hall went on to do a lot of stuff and Kelly LeBrock was yes of course married the king of the squints did a movie <laughs> with him and yeah this man the whole thing it was just so funny man it's just golly bomb that's one of the I think the funniest movies of the 80s without a doubt that's what I was thinking earlier you could have made that your comedy you could have made it you could have made it um 
Other than comedy, what else would that fit under? Sci-fi. Sci-fi, right yes. Do you think it would fall under mystical fantasy? Well, she went fantasy? back. Remember, she left, too. Like, she right, went back. To wouldn't it fall under sh- mystical fantasy as well? Yeah, okay. I could see that. So yeah. Fantasy, fantasy, because you you just created fantasy. a woman like Frankenstein. Right. They yeah. created their own fantasy woman, because they were making her out to what they want her to be like on the computer. Exactly. That was their fantasy of what the woman should be like. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it could be oh, fantasy man. as well. It's so funny. I know, we're a, I know we're a family show, too. We just talked about it, but... When they were making adjustments, and he's like, yeah. oh, "You don't want them too big." Spring thumb, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so oh. good. Oh, and it's, got, and it's got a lot of funny one-liners in it too. It's so good. And we can't yeah. really go over them right now, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. remind you of them when we get done with. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my sci-fi to your sci-fi. You're gonna be surprised because I know you're thinking. You're thinking I took Empire Strikes Back. Well, I was thinking that or the last Starfighter. Or. I took the last Starfighter. Ah! <laughs> See, you do know me very well. Heck you yeah. know me very well. I took the last Starfighter, man. And it, and I, I think you know that because I, I was playing that thing for you earlier. See if you could hear it come to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Rogan uh, being that chosen we to arguing, go fight. Uh, we were discussing whether or not to use the star car in our famous cars. Yes, we were. Well. Yes, we were. Did we ever figure what kind of car that was? Uh-uh. I don't think we did. <laughs> Uh, a star that, car, a star car. We'll call it a star car. Whatever it was, Centauri drove. Mm-hmm. But uh, the guy named Centauri has put video games all across Earth to find people who might qualify as a great starfighter. Mm-hmm. And Alex Rogan, who lives in this trailer park in BFE, you know, I mean, no, <laughs> no one, doubt. no one's heard of where he's at. Probably, and he's dying to get out of there to go to college to get away from this place, uh, out of the trailer park, away from everybody else, and. He breaks the record on this Starfighter game. He beats it. And that's the all time. Yeah, but a great record. Well, within hours of this happening, Tori has already gotten the news and has showed up mm-hmm. and talked him into getting into the car, had him shake hands with his associate in the back seat. And when he you know, touched his hands, the little robot thing took the appearance of Alex Rogan. It was his beta unit left behind for him, he said. So takes him up to the up to up to space. To go f- help fight against so uh, what were they called? They were called um oh I don't remember Azur and the Kodan Armada. Something like I, that. I, I think it's to fight Zur and the Kodan Armada. Great idea, great story for a movie, for a sci-fi movie. I mean, I mean it would be like a dream come true for yeah. so many young kids who love one, love video games, okay? Uh-huh. Who love sci-fi and space and want to be in a starfighter? I mean, how many times did you say you were flying the Millennium Falcon or an X-wing right. fighter when you were no a kid? Kidding. Like the I last mean, starfighter was like the sci-fi. We call ourselves nerds, but it's like the sci-fi nerd equivalent of just being a regular kid in the Goonies, right? You know, it's like it's I like mean, the next somebody, step up, or maybe a tween. Maybe it's the tween equivalent of or teen equivalent of the I, Goonies. It could be. I mean, you had the last. I, I don't. I, I think they were just called starfighters. That yeah. that was the people that that flew the ships. Were the ships called starfighters as well? Oh, or I, something else that I can't I remember. remember. But you had X-wing fighters, Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. you had the Tie fighters, the Millennium Falcon, the Y-wing fighters. You got go to Buck Rogers and what they what they flew around in. Yeah. The the fighter thing, the the, the, the fighter type planes in Battlestar Galactica and all, all that stuff is great. I mean, kids, kids, we were flying all those things around. Absolutely. So the last Starfighter, all in all, great movie for me, great storyline, and that's why I picked that one. Love uh, it. Over some of the others because I, I I do like a lot of the others. I do, and I, I've seen them so many times. And mm-hmm. if 
every time I see the last Starfighter come on television, I turn it on. So to me, if I if I see it and I turn it on, that means that I can't go without watching it while it's there. It's an important movie. There you go. I've got it on Blu-ray too. It's actually hanging. So it goes: Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, the Aubrey Audrey Hepburn collection, and then the Last Starfighter in that order down my wall. Right. <laughs> Audrey, yeah, I don't know where Audrey Hepburn belongs in between Conan and the last Starfighter, but I don't know, but I love her because well, it's because I've got a big I'll just have to share a picture one day. It's a whole montage going on over there. It's my my phone is swaying over there, man. I mean, because there's nothing like watching Breakfast at Tiffany's after you watch Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, Holly Go Lightly is Holly Go Lightly is my girl. That's right. <laughs> All right. Moving All right, along. Moving right along. We have horror. The horror, horror genre. Horror. I know. I think you kind of struggled with this one a little bit earlier, didn't you? I did. Oh my gosh. I forgot there were so many amazing 80s was the decade of horror. What did like, you settle on? Oh, I settled on I think this is the most um this is the biggest work of art. It I settled on my birthday year, The Shining, 1980, with Mr. Jack Nicholson <laughs> Nicholson and Shelly Here's Ball. Johnny. Here's Johnny. So they go up, we go up and uh, we take a job as caretakers for a hotel out in the middle of a ski resort hotel out on top of a mountain and all. It shuts down during winter and, and he's going to, him and the family are going to go watch over it, take care of it, winterize it, you know, through the winter and everything, make sure all the blizzard doesn't tear stuff up and whatnot. And then yes. he goes, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Gwen Stefani, man, B-A-N-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. Wow, and and uh, so Steve, based on a Stephen King book, and the book is, you know, the cliche. The book is so much better, but I really, huh, I've read the book and seen the movie. And Jack, dude, you put Jack Nicholson in there, man. I don't think the book's that much better than the movie, bro. They always say the books are better because they're always more detailed. Yeah, you, know, you can get more into them because it, you you cannot make an entire book into a movie uh, for every. No. For every page of a book, they say it's one minute in a film. And, and and see, that's what I've tried to explain too. About we know we'll get into this, we'll get into this in future episodes. I'm sure I'm a enormous comic fanatic. So, and I've read a lot of literature as well. And that's what I try to tell people. You know, and with as with Lord of the Rings and you know Harry Potter and stuff that we've talked about as well. It just there's certain changes that you have to make in order for it to relate visually and to and to capture mm -hmm. an audience. You can't just take it and put it on film it's just not going to translate properly. no if if they had done lord of the rings as the books were written i wouldn't have made it past fellowship of the ring uh -uh. The, the way they the, the language they spoke the way they talk right uh in the book the way they talked i would never be able to make it through that very well yeah a lot of times it has to be condensed and then sometimes it has mm -hmm. to be built upon and sometimes it's done completely wrong you know like uh queen of the damned was you know yeah so but yeah right, well, just, I mean, just such a perfect example and such a it's that it's it's a masterpiece of, and it's i feel like the best stephen king turned movie is the best one out of all of them cujo and carrie and every stephen king thing that they've done i think the shining is the best of all of them yeah definitely a great pick man definitely a great pick and you're right there's so many to go with in in, in the 80s and i i for my pick i steered away from the franchises mm -hmm. because i didn't want to be that person that simply said, I want a Freddy Krueger movie. I want a Jason right. Voorhees movie. I want a Michael Myers movie. 
I wanted a good horror movie. And once again, if it's on television, I'll watch it every time it's on. That's can, I get, can I go for it? Can you go for it? You want to guess what I put out there? George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. No. Dang it. No. <laughs> uh, what I did take, however, was a movie called Trick or Treat. Not okay. uh, Now, not Trick or Treat, but Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. There's a difference when you look okay. it up. This version of the movie, Trick or Treat, is a movie that's got um, the guy that played Skippy in uh, Family Ties, Mark Price. Oh, what? Um, Gene Simmons has a bit part in it, playing a radio DJ. Really? Yes. And um, it is a uh, very fun, fun movie. Uh, uh, Mark Price is one of those kids in schools that you might remember from high school who walks, who, who always walks around. He's got the blue jean jacket on. He's got the dark clothes on, the heavy metal T-shirt. Uh, jeans all the time and everything you know he's got uh, the patches on the jacket from the bands and everything right mm-hmm. get the just the dark look about him not really an evil look but just like he's that kind of person like a not goth but he loves the horror movies or he loves the heavy metal sound right and things like that so that naturally translated to a very good horror movie because his favorite uh heavy metal artist was named sammy kerr i think was his name in the movie and he ends up dying in a fire Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Sammy Kerr was always being looked at by the, um, we'll say, remember what Tipper Gore would do all the time uh, to albums that were put out, parental advisory on the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, censorship. Censorship. He was being exactly trying to censor him heavily and everything, but he ends up dying in a fire in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little bit more to the Sammy Kerr than everybody knew, including uh, Mark Price's character. Uh, and his character's name is uh, he, he, he goes by the name of uh, Ragman's when he goes by. Ragman. Uh, that's not his name, but he his name, nickname or something is Ragman in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's listening to one of his albums after this happens, right? And he he just gets this notion for whatever reason to, to start playing it backwards. So he takes the album and starts playing it in reverse with his hand, and he hears a voice. Backward masking. You remember how that used to go? Yeah. So uh, he's hearing Sammy Kerr speak to him and talk to him and telling him to do things uh, because these people are picking on him in school hard and they're giving him a lot of trouble. And he's told him what to do, where to be by this backwards lyrics on this album. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked out for him. He, he got the better of the, uh, of the guy who was picking on him. So it goes back and he's, he's getting deeper into it now. He's, he's doing it more and playing it backwards and talking with him. And next thing you know, he's a part of the reason why the Sammy Kerr comes back from the dead, basically, all, along with the help, I'm sure, of the devil himself. Yeah. But at the end of it, um, they're at a school dance, and this is where Sammy Kerr comes back. He has his last or his live live from the dead performance or something on stage up there. Right. And the music is awesome. If you like the heavy metal music, the, the hair bands of the 80s, then uh, who you, doesn't? you would definitely like this movie yeah um if you're at retro life for you that's right you love hair bands if you're all about that retro life uh the the group's name is fast way that's what was, yeah. was, was the band's name that did the, the the soundtrack for it so uh very good stuff there moving beyond the horror movie and going to your dig drama it. pick what was your drama I pick dig it uh my job oh i gotta get back to when I, well my drama pick was that poet society in 1989, Dead Poet Society, Robin uh, Williams. Yes, Robin Williams is uh stars as the true life teacher Alan Keating, who t- 
taught his students to to drink life, to 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 be poets, to open their hearts to love and to and you know it's just passion to 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 live life passionately. Mm -hmm. I think is the overall thing about it. And um, there's some there's some deep stuff that goes on. Uh, uh, what was it? Call me. Um, oh, man, I, I yell this. Uh, Nuwanda. Call me Nuwanda. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, one kid ends up committing suicide in it. Um, I won't, we'll, if you're watching this and you haven't seen Dead Poet Society, Chris wasn't a great big fan of it. He still no. admits that it was it was a pretty good story, but me blown away by it. I watched it. Um, well, right when it came out, I guess it was for rent or whatever, because we hadn't moved back from making yet. So I was nine or 10 years old when I watched it and it impacted my life like le le legit. So it, I think in to see, I think it was probably the first time that I saw Robin Williams not being Robin Williams, you know, being and that's one of the, that's role. one of the things that got me. Robin Williams to me was a comedian. Right. And he wasn't a comedian in this. And no. not to mention, I'm not a big drama fan when it comes to movies. I, I will watch right. the occasional drama. I will. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a huge fan of them. Yeah, if they're good, I dig them. And this yeah. one is this one's among the best. This, this one is among my favorite movies, period. Like, just, I absolutely love this movie. So, yeah. Well, that's that's got to be my drama. Your drama sounded drama, like you enjoyed your, your drama. I love so, my drama. I was gonna say I will save the drama for your mama and tell you <laughs> what I picked here. Or or but let's be nice and I talk about everybody's mama. So we'll say the drama we'll for, get your drama for your llama. Yeah, for your llama instead. <laughs> my drama llama. And we're not talking about the Dalai Lama. My favorite drama it was the Breakfast Club. I like that, and see that could be a comedy too. It, it can, well, it can be a comedy, but it's totally but a drama. It's, it's got, totally a drama. Drama, got a lot of drama, got a lot of drama involved Hughes, with it. Anything John Hughes is a drama. If you think about it, you got the the kids breaking down in their detention, and they're telling yeah. each other what got them there and everything, yeah. and they're opening up their mm -hmm. feelings to what got them there. That makes it very dramatic, like the you know Bender's character played by um, uh, Judd Nelson. Judd. Yeah, who who whose father is no good for him? You know, he mm -hmm. buys him a pack of smokes at Christmas or a carton of smokes at Christmas, and yeah, right. be a bender, you know. And, and how, got, at least for that day, those class of people who wouldn't even talk to each other, who would spit and fight each other, yeah, came together and became friends. Yeah, but at least but, that day. At least that day. That's kind of what the "Don't You Forget About Me" at the end was about. The feeling exactly, about exactly. It's got yeah. one of the best. It's got one of the biggest <laughs> hit songs of all time. For a movie, don't you forget about me. Mm -hmm. Uh it's and, 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 and like you just said, the whole idea and concept of it was great. And there are some humorous parts in it, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, but all in all, it's just a great story come together at the end of it when they write down their little essay of who they are, who who they think they mm -hmm. are that the teacher wants them to write. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was all great. It's cool to me too, because you know, being a troublemaker and stuff in school when I was in school. Um oh, hold on. He's trying to figure that out. This is my. This is my. This is, this is the best halo I could make. I don't have one. Halo that, I can make. I don't have one that glows above me or anything. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but I've I've had relationships that have lasted me. Uh, you know, I'm 41 now, and I've had relationships that have lasted me my entire life. Thanks, even though we complain about it, but thanks to the internet and Facebook um, and other mediums, I've maintained that friendship. 
and those relationships throughout my entire life. And it's friendships that you would, you know, the odd couple, which is exactly what that represents as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the valedictorian of my, my class and, and I are just super, super tight. So it's, it's, it's real representative too of what can and oftentimes does happen in teen life. All right. So we got the last of our genres that we're hitting right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 a fun one for me and you. This genre we both love westerns. So uh, yes, give you me know. your '80s western that you're going to steal that I have on my number one spot. There, go ahead. Hey, call me young good. <laughs> Did no. I take it? I took it. Yes. Ooh. Y'all know regulators. Mount up. I knew you were going to get it, though. I knew you were going to take it. Yeah. But, you know, there were so many others on there that I, when I looked at, I was like, you know, I liked it, but I don't love it as much as this. Yeah, I liked it, compares. but not as much as this. Nothing so. compares to Young Guns. Young Guns, the only Western that comes close to Young Guns, and they're kind of like right here for me, is Young Guns 2. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, Tombstone is the only thing that even comes close for me. Well, um, both of them tell you a story of the past that actually happened, and they're true. They're, t- they're they're touching on that story, and even though they're expanding on it for you know movie purposes, so right. it's not a hundred percent accurate, but right. it's close to being accurate. Same thing for Tombstone. I don't think it was a hundred percent accurate, but it was yeah. close to being accurate. They said, and so. and the Young Guns cast was like incredible. Lou oh, Diamond huge. Phillips, Estef uh, Estefan, his brother, Charlie Sheen, for whatever reason, he took his mama's name. Get a Bela Estevez and Charlie Sheen and uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And what was the old limey guy? Oh, uh, I know his name. Uh, the one, um, the older man, John. One that played, played Zod in, uh, in Superman. The original Superman. Oh, the original, yes. The one where he's like, I'm a pugilist. Not, not <laughs> that guy, but the one he was talking to. He's like, yeah. no, no, it's you and I. Right, John? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I many great one-liners. I think that's what made both of those movies well, so great too. Is and the so guy you're talking about, one-liners. you left him out. Casey Zemesco was Casey Zemesco. Thank you. That's the guy. That's one played Charlie, and then you had um, yes Dermot Mulroney playing Dirty Dermot Steve. Mulroney. Yeah, Dirty Steve. He's the one who had the chew in my dirty greaser. Chavez, <laughs> Chavez. Jack Palance was in it. Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. That's his name. And then uh, Jack Palance. Cool, refreshing aqua velva. So yeah, that golly, both of them. If you gotta watch one, you gotta watch the other one. I, I love them both, but the first one I, is, is the best. Once they brought Pat Garrett into it, I wasn't real happy about that. You knew, what, knew what direction that was going. Yeah, son, son of a gun. I, I don't know if the Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh character was a legit character. <laughs> right. And that's what they say, too, if you go back to the historical stuff. Too, they're just like Everybody in it is historically, there were people, but they, the story that they put together of the regulators and all may not have been quite, you know, it's right. embellished. But, yeah, well, that is, I mean, that's timeless, too. I can watch you, that over and over. You took my western my favorite all-time western <laughs> i couldn't go with young guns too because that's in the early 90s right so right. i couldn't do that one uh i kicked around a few ideas uh pale rider was out there silverado mm-hmm. was out there and i'm not a pale rider or josie wells where he no. gets where he gets tore up 
uh, he, he crawls up in a in a um, in a cave and starts shooting this piece of metal. And he comes back. They beat him with a whip. It's an Eastwood movie, but I can't remember which it, one. The it one is. where he comes out with a piece of metal under his shirt or something. Yeah, wearing a poncho. That might have yeah. been Fistful of Dollars. I, yeah, I think that might have been Fistful of Dollars. Um, okay. Sorry, and, that, and that was even in the seventies as well. I want, I wanted, I wanted Outlaw Josie Wales. That was in the seventies. Okay, as, a, as as my backup. But my backup, since I got, I have to go with now since I can't take Young Guns. Dang it! I chose to go with a. A comedy western. Did the you get blazing saddles? So, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I wanted, I wanted to take blazing saddles for my backup. Excuse me while I whip this out. Pull the gun out. You know, whip this out. Or the Gene Gene Wilder. Is it Gene Gene Wilder? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gene Wilder. He's was supposed to be supposed to be what the, the the shakiest hand or the yeah no was he not the shakiest hand the, the shakiest hand that's right he's supposed to be the the, the most uh the calmest shooter mm-hmm. or whatever i forget he goes he's like you see this right here see yeah steady that is he goes i shoot, <laughs> I shoot with this one i shoot with this <laughs> you know <laughs> but i like it whenever he's when got he's walking up he's like look what i found and then the sheriff's like yeah, where the white women at that's what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> they, they got the two kkk guys out there and he's like, well, he's like, yeah, like, he's like, look what I, oh, hey, boys, look what I found. He's like, yeah. where are the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> and they go chase him down. You could not, you could not play that movie today. And, no, and, and, and Lord have no, mercy. It would offend so many people today if you played on television. They'd cut all, of Mel Brooks, all of Mel Brooks's movies would. Oh, okay. So he, what beat that man? And why he, was that a 1970s movie? Was it? Uh, I can't. I, I can't remember, but I did. Blazing Saddles to me was more of a true comedy than really right. a western. Although okay. I guess now that I look at it with what I picked, I could have picked Blazing Saddles if it was '80s and been safe. Yeah. I took, however, these three gentlemen who rode into town, and they are the three amigos. The three amigos. That's that's awesome. What was it, Martin Short? We're Steve. here to kill the women and rape the horses. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Steve Martin, um, Martin, Martin Short, Martin Short, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase. Yeah, three amigos. Yeah. Why did I say Martin? Yeah. Did I say Martin Sheen? I meant Martin Short. You said Martin Sheen, yeah, but Martin, Martin Short. Sheen. Too close. That's a Charlie Sheen and Emilio's dad. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, Emilio went it. with moms. You, I think you got it backwards a while ago. Emilio went with moms. No, Emilio Estevez. Yeah, yeah, that's what or no, 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 no. I no, said no, it wrong. No, no, no Emilio Estevez. Charlie, Charlie Sheen's real, I mean, That's Martin, Martin Sheen's Sheen. real last name is is Estevez, isn't it? I think. he. It was one of those, he either went with the mom's name or he went with their original name to stand out and be different. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, but three anyway, amigos. Uh, three movies. amigos, they're basically, they're television heroes is what they are. Yes. And uh, they, they go, go to this place, they, they go around and do appearances, I guess, and all these things like that. And they, they, they go to this little town. This town thinks they're actually realistic heroes and they pay to get them to come there. And they think it's because it's gonna they're gonna put on a show for them and that's it. And it's being real bandits there. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> it just takes off from there, you know. They get their little uh thing they do that's iconic. Everybody remembers from the 80s where they're like uh let's see, I think they they're crossing their hand like that, just like that, and they're huh, 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 huh. It's crazy. Um, Heck yeah. Anyway, that was my backup for the Western. So anyway, we are list. we are definitely way over our usual time. Well, here. I'm I'm but everybody's got to be interested in our backup. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I'm we're, interested. In we're, we're we're finishing this out. I'm just yes. saying we're a little over on a word an hour nine minutes already. 
Yeah. And that's unusual for us. We're usually more running an hour. It's only but, because um, it's only because you love war games so much. I know, much. I know, I love war games so much. <laughs> Don't make me bring it up again. Don't make me bring it up no, no, we again. Got it. We got it. So uh, I want to hear your backups that you didn't give me for each genre. Go ahead and rattle them off to me. Okay, my backup for comedy is going to be the Dream Team from 1989. Uh, Pretty star-studded. It's got Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Bull, Stephen First. Um, basically, it's a bunch of, can't say this anymore, but a bunch of wackos in a van going on a field trip, and their chaperone gets knocked out, gets mugged or knocked out or something. So then the guys from the mental hospital are running around loose in the city, and it's it's a hilarious, awesome, awesome old movie. Check it out. Um, what was our next genre? I forgot our genres. Comedy. Uh, comedy went to adventure next. Adventure. Oh, my um, my backup adventure was going to be uh, Willow Van Van Ving Vortison Van Vortison something like that. Bad Mortensen. Check out Willow. That's an old Val Kilmer movie. Um, for what was next? Martial mm. arts. Uh, no. Mystical. Mystical. Mystical is legend. Tom Cruise movie. Tim. Uh, Curry as the devil to this day still stands as some of the very best special effects makeup I have ever seen in any movie. Then what's next? Martial arts. Yep. Martial arts is my backup is the last dragon. Uh, Bruce Leroy. Yep. <laughs> if you don't catch know his who, bullets, catch with his, his bullets. Teeth. I'm the master. Show enough. So if y'all don't know that, y'all need to check that one out. Um, dance. What was next? Huh? Dance and musical. Dance and musical. So, yeah, I, I was bouncing back and forth between Breaking or Breaking 2, and you got foot loose. So I guess I'll go with Ghost. I'm not Ghost. Uh, I do it every episode, don't I? Um, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. I'll go with Dirty Dancing. All right. I like skinny. There you go. Uh, action film? <laughs> action film. Uh, God, that's hard because I had a toss-up between um, Rambo and Predator. I, I don't know. One of those two. So flip a coin, people. <laughs> All right, sci-fi. Sci-fi. Oh, my backup sci-fi was actually you. You took it. Uh, it was going to be that one, and then my backup for my backup is Flight of the Navigator. All right. Um, and then my backup, movie? my backup horror is the original Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, Pinhead is just one of my favorite bad guys. Clive Barker is one of my favorite horror authors. A lot of people don't know that Clive Barker actually writes horror. Yeah, um, been doing it for a long, long time. So Clive is the man. Is he the one that wrote the New Breed? Yes, yes. Uh, Nightbreed, 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 Nightbreed. Yeah, yes. with, yeah, with Boone. Yeah, like Nightbreed's that. Clive Barker. Uh, and then next is uh, the drama. Uh, drama. Yeah, I don't have one for that because I picked one that I. It was for my Western backup. My Western backup was my drama backup, and I wasn't thinking when I did it. All right, so, so you let's say you have no real drama backup. Then. I have no real drama backup. So the only drama yeah. we have is the only backup we have is you don't have a drama backup. That's the drama. So my western backup was uh, the man from Snowy River, nineteen eighty-two. Okay, uh, it's one of my mom's favorite films. I watched a lot of stuff with my mom growing up. It's an old Disney film uh, set in Australia, and yeah, check it out. It's a cool one. Well, Still speaking of drama, you've caused me so much drama tonight taking two of my picks. Uh -huh. so, 
Let's go up here to my comedy backup. My comedy backup was Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Like it. A lot of different ways I could have went with comedy, and I could not make up my mind for the longest, but I know I like Trading Places, so I went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, War Games was my backup uh, to Adventure Goonies was my first pick, because you got that once I went with my backup of yeah. War Games. My mystical fantasy was The Last Dragon. Oh, really? Yes, because okay. think about it. Uh, Leroy Green is on his they search. They had the glow. Yeah. For, on the search for the glow, which yeah. is not real or anything. It's fantasy. It is too. <laughs> wants to be encompassed in a glow yeah. where he's more of the most. He is the master. Show enough. Who is the master? Show enough. <laughs> well, I got here uh, martial arts. I picked best of the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. That's so perfect. So you rewind uh, if y'all don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, you, you nailed me on my backup. I pick best of the best. That was a great movie. Philip Ree, Simon Ree, uh, oh, Eric co-star Roberts. Tommy, the co star Tommy was actually the hero in every one of them. Yep, <laughs> yep. Dance and musical. I'm gonna laugh at this one. All right. Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt. Girls oh, you just watched this the other. I was gonna say yep. you just watched this the other night. We yeah, were talking I saw, about it. It's been about two weeks ago. I seen it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Saw that. So that's fresh in my brain, I guess. Right. Otherwise, uh, dance movie. I probably would have picked backup of uh, Breaking, or I would have went with uh, um, Dirty Dancing or Flash Dance or something. But anyway, yeah. this is on my brain. It's a funny movie. It's got dance involved with it. It's the main storyline. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Action, I took Commando. Nice. Arnold. That just made me remember. No, wait a minute. Yeah, it was drama I didn't have backup on. I'm sorry. Yep, Arnold, no Commando. Yep, Commando. Uh, that had a, that has Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, it did. Uh, Alyssa on. Milano. Alyssa Milano, thank you. Yeah, Alyssa Milano's in it. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Radon Chong, uh, Vernon Wells. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what's the guy that played him with Predator too? He played uh, uh, Jesse Ventura's friend in Predator. They call him Coke, I think, in Commando. Sonny something or other, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my sci-fi backup was Empire Strikes Back. Oh, right on. Yeah, I did take one of those. My backup to horror, although my main one I chose, I didn't want to get one of the franchises. Mm-hmm. My backup, I dug into a franchise, and I took Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. I had a good one. That's a great one. My drama is The Outsiders. Ooh. Talk about a lot of people. Now, that could have been my number one pick, too. Yeah. That could have been my number one pick, and I'd been just as happy just as I would have been with The the Breakfast Club. I should have Um, looked closer at that because that would have been in one of my tops, too. Let's see. uh, Swayze, Estevez, um, Tom Cruise, uh, Ralph Macchio, C. Thomas Howell. Mm -hmm. um, That dude that never ages, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Man, so there were a lot of people at the time that was big in that movie. And, uh, of course, I gave you my Western. I had to take uh, my backup three amigos on that one. Yeah. So, But uh, that was pretty much it in a nutshell. I mean, fun, fun episode, Travis. Uh, I mean, I had a blast on this I, one. This was great. Know, picking them in. I know you had a blast. You took half of mine. <laughs> so, that being said, thanks a lot, Travis. Great minds. Think a lot. We'll go with that. Next time we'll have to roll dice on who goes first or something. We'll flip a coin for. We'll flip a coin or something. Or we'll just say I go first next time since you went first. Yeah, we'll just take turns, and we'll see if uh, you know I can't take some. Oh yeah, that'll be good. That'll be it. We'll flip a coin each turn. Let's do '90s movies next. Yeah, we we, (laughs) we can do that. We can do that next time. We will. 
Um, so what we're going to do now, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up, Travis. We'll keep people on here all night long. We're minute yeah. 17 into it now. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play a little clip for you for our social media. This is the new way we're going to be doing things here, especially since we're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Let you know where you can find us at and everything. So if you will, take a moment and just take a look at this for us, please. Absolutely. You know, social media is a very important thing these days. It's the way that you keep up with us and the way that we hear from you. So if you would, take a moment and follow us. We're located at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at our name, Retro Life for You. That's R E T R O L I F E, the number four Y O U. You can also reach us via email at retroliferyou at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow and share us with your friends. And hey, while you're at it, do us a huge favor and leave us a great five star review and a rating. It helps in ranking the podcast and, most importantly, lets us know how we're doing for you. Speaking of drama, <laughs> speaking of drama, do you hear that little ending? Yeah, I did. That sounded like, I mean, yeah, I, it made me want to like call somebody and ask you. You had no drama back up. I covered you with that. Yeah, that was you had it right there. That's you were welcome. We you're welcome, man. Man. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care what they say, Travis. You're an all right guy. Hey, hey. I'll tell you. All right. Well, and until next time, everybody, we appreciate you joining us and taking a listen in. Uh, we hope you uh, follow through and come to the next show as well. Uh, I believe our yeah. next. Well, I'm not going to tell you what the next show is. We'll, we'll let you. We'll let you sit and wonder a little bit. Turbo man. It's not the Turbo <laughs> Man. It's not that. No, it's his little fuzzy friend. We're gonna talk about instead. Nobody wants Booster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna go for the night. Travis, I will talk with you later, and everybody else. Thanks for watching, and we'll yes, see you next time. Yeah, have a good one. We'll see you on the next one.